Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The shamrock, a three-leaf uh, clover, was considered a sacred plant that symbolized the arrival of spring. St. Patrick used it as a way of explaining the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, which we don't have time to get into. Right. <laughs> Irish folktales. Uh, in Irish folktales, leprechauns were cranky souls. Oh. Responsible for uh, mending the shoes of the other fairies. Okay. Right. right. Not just a pot of gold? No. The staple St. Patrick's Day meal, the corned beef and cabbage, was an American invention. Ham and cabbage were eaten in Ireland, but corned beef offered a cheaper substitute for poor immigrants. Mm. Of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, were originally known as the Toronto St. Patrick's from 1919 to 1927, and they wore green jerseys on St. Patrick's Day in 1999. The Leafs took to the ice. I think they've done it a few times. Yeah, they should probably do it tonight against Carolina, too, the green green and white St. Pat's. Uh, And it's believed that if you wear green, then you will be invisible to leprechauns. So that's why green is attached to uh, St. Patty's Day. If you aren't wearing green, then a leprechaun will see you and pinch you. That's the basis behind the tradition of pinching people who are not wearing green. Okay. I've never been pinched by somebody on this day for not wearing green. What about the kissing? The kiss me, I'm Irish. Can't kiss anybody anymore. Right. Oh, that's true. That's over. And with it being uh, St. Patrick's Day, it could be your lucky day. If not, don't worry. You've always got tomorrow. (laughs) 2,000 adults were asked, and a quarter of people said, out of 2,000 people, that they have lucky charms. And not the cereal, but charms they hold on themselves uh, for luck. Okay. Got any lucky charms? Uh, No. Although, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I am superstitious in the sense that, you know, I'll knock on wood. I think a lot of people are. We do that, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't carry any Lucky Charms with me, necessarily. Uh, those people uh, who have the Lucky Charms uh, actually do believe they bring them luck. They also believe their luck would be worse if they didn't have their Lucky Charm. Okay. And they also believe that luck is not evenly distributed. Well, that's probably very true. You look around the world, sometimes you're just lucky by where you were born and who you were born into and what country you were born in. Um, A lot of people don't see that, though. No, they don't, because right. that's all they've ever lived, right? Right. You know, we're pretty well off here. We have a great life here. Yeah, no, they, we just don't see it because we do, we haven't known anything else. So whenever anything is deemed as tough, we're, we're you know, being oppressed. Every now and then I'll think about it because, you know, for me, uh, I'm the son of immigrants. And, you know, when my dad came here, it was kind of by accident. Like, he didn't, he wasn't like, oh, I dreamed to move to Canada. <laughs> he didn't say, I just got to get to Oshawa. Right, yeah, that's right. No, and like, my mom had moved up, and he was studying in the, in the Caribbean and, and decided to come up mm. uh, to visit her. And when he was here, yeah, just kind of ventured around and was offered a job. Mm. And, you know, his his plan, and he said, was all along was to move back, mm. right, and uh, and go back and live I, I came very close to being born into a you know third world country. Yeah, no, it's it really is. Um, that's really where a lot of our luck comes from. And even people who are very successful will say, "Yeah, I, you know, I I have some talent. I had some insight. I had some knowledge." But a lot of it is just luck. Oh, I mean, yeah. it really just is. Some of it's right place, right time. Yeah, right. You know, there's some very smart people who don't live, you know, in the city or that don't get that exposure mm-hmm. uh, to. Uh, to, to bigger markets and bigger things, and bigger opportunities. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and there are some who, you know, certainly have worked their way into a position either by just 
making themselves available in the right place at the right time or just being in contact all the time. You know, you look at actors are a really great example of this because you look at somebody like, say, a Tom Hanks, who's, you know, considered an amazing actor, and he is. He's very good, but I'm sure there are other actors who are just as good or better than Tom Hanks, but he was always in the right place at the right time, made the right contacts, hung with the right people. And 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 that's that's true. And he would even admit that. I've heard him on podcasts. Admit, yeah, a lot of my success is just right place, right time. And, right. You know. Well, and and some of it, you know, we look at it as being lucky. It's also some people who have taken on risk, mm-hmm. right? You know, there there are probably a lot of actors in and around the GTA who who may have struggled, but decided not to move to LA and try right. for that opportunity. Or just like there are a lot of people who have invested and done very well in certain things, while others have said, mm, I'm not so sure mm-hmm. if I believe Apple will become anything, so I'm not buying. Yeah, you have to, uh, listen, it has often been said that uh, on your deathbed, you know, the, the thing we have uh, that we regret is not taking chances and opportunities that came our way out of fear of things going wrong. You know, uh, and I, I've seen that in my own family, and it's kind of not that I've taken a ton of risk, a couple of things here and there, but just I just know uh, my father was a great example of a guy who just wouldn't really make a move on anything because he always feared something was going to go wrong. Mm. You know, and that holds us back from so much that fear of what what could go wrong, but what could go right? Right. It, it probably you know odds are it's not going to be all that bad. <laughs> People, people take risk. It doesn't always completely fall into complete disarray, mm. you know. Um, there's also a lot of signs in life that you live a fortunate life. They would include things like just good health. You know, you see some people, they just struggle their entire life uh, with different medical issues because a lot of it is genetics. If you've got, um, you know, family full of cancer and diabetes and all sorts of things, chances are you're going to struggle with that stuff as well. And then you see others. You know, Keith Richards is a great example. He yeah. obviously comes from healthy stock. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the guy has never done a moment of anything good for himself, and he continues to soldier on. Um, not having uh, major worries makes you fortunate, certainly, if you're not, say, panicked about money all the time. Um, being close with family and friends, they say, makes you fortunate. <laughs> I say that's across the way. <laughs> I think that's the opposite. Uh, stumbling into a dream job, uh, receiving a substantial inheritance. Yes, if if you know if you're going through life and making twelve dollars an hour, knowing there's a pot of gold on this day at the end of the rainbow, right? Then uh, a lot can look at you and say, "Well, yeah, what does it matter?" Kind of thing. You know, you're done and taken care of. Luck is it looks like you look at what's going on in Ukraine and these families being torn apart because they were just born there. They, their, their circumstances were such that they were born there, mm-hmm. and that they gotta put up with all of this. So. Uh, we should all uh, look in the mirror today and on St. Patty's Day. And at the very least, remind ourselves of how truly lucky we are. And then have a big, big whiskey. Happy St. Patty's Day. Going to be a mild one today. And I would uh, think that a lot of people will be out celebrating for sure. Certainly uh, when you get this kind of weather and the fact that uh, you can actually go out and celebrate for the first time in what seems like forever. I think there'll be some drunken stupidity by about noon. Yeah, I don't know if this is the the day you want to say, well, I think we should venture out for the first time <laughs> since since all of this has started. Uh, let's go out uh, for our first little meal. We'll just find a little uh, little pub, right, Patio it? Grady's. It'll be quiet. <laughs> It'll be quiet. You yeah. know? We'll tuck away in a corner somewhere. Yeah, I, uh, I heard uh, and I saw on social media a lot of people taking photos of their local Irish pubs, and many of them have tents already set up outside. So right. 
they're good to go. They're going to make some money today. So enjoy the day. Patio time, I think, today, yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. At 17 or 15, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be spectacular. Probably the first St. Patty's Day in a very long time that it's been this mild. So we got something going our way. You know what they should do? should open up the golf course, not for golf. Just, just, just a drink and walk around. Yeah, that would be. Oh my God, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> you want to just stand out in the middle of the fairway, have a pint, and have a we'll have the, the beer cart rolling around. That'd be perfect. Although it might sink in the mud still. That's true. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be light enough by the time it got down by the first green. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be sinking anything. It'd be done. Uh, and of course, is as is my luck. Uh, while everybody is out celebrating, I'll be uh, doing a stress test. Oh, the perfect day for a stress <laughs> test for Craigie. Can I drink? No, really. On this day, I can't have a drink. <laughs> You'll fail the stress test right away. Oh yeah, that would stress you right. I out. should walk in with a big green beer in my hand. <laughs> Anyhow, I had to go. Uh, I had to go yesterday. It was a two uh, a two uh, part uh, series for Craigie. So okay. I had to go yesterday, and they. Filled me up with something and then took images of my heart. And now, for some reason, whenever I get angry, I turn into the Hulk. Right. So don't piss me off. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to see what's happening. Well, at least you're green. Yeah. So anyhow, yes, that's uh, that'll be my day today. Oh, mm. joy. Yeah. Oh, and, I'm going to the zoo with the kids, oh, which I, should be a zoo. That'll be your stress right. test. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd wish you were me. <laughs> On Reddit, people were discussing... Um, Things they secretly hate about their significant other. Oh. <laughs> uh, hate's a pretty strong word. Oh, way think, overused, too. I think there's that and gutted. Right. Uh, I think that we can be uh, secretly irritated uh-huh. by a lot of things our significant others do. As much as they irritate us, I'm sure we irritate them. I think it's common ground. Nobody's a saint. But people were asked about things that uh, that they secretly can't stand about their... Uh, their husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend. A guy uh, says his wife thinks she's got a great singing voice, but doesn't. <laughs> so she sings really loud and confidently around the house. <laughs> that would get irritating. A woman secretly hates her husband's family, but has to pretend to like them so he won't get upset. I think that one's kind of universal. Ooh. Again, hate a little heavy, but certainly, you know, you marry someone because you love them. That does not automatically mean you have to love their family. Right, yeah. We so desperately want that, though, eh? When we get married, it's the big thing of we're all coming together, one big happy family. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes, it's, well, and there's, there's so much family, too, right? It could be like the approval of her parents that you're looking for right. uh, or their parents. Oh, but then, you know, they could have a brother or sister that just you don't mesh well. No, with. and, and that, that is tough. I mean, I've been, I've been uh, pretty lucky that way. I, I do get along with Maria's family. They probably find me irritating. Uh, snoring. <laughs> uh, you right. can't control it, but uh, for some, it's, it's a big deal. And, and, and since people can't control it, you just have to deal. Well, for some, though, you you can control it. But it's a matter of having to want to go and do it. Like mm. go to the sleep clinic and see whether or not there's a there's something that can help you yeah, uh, stop now, that. It's not only snoring. They, they other do things like like uh, restless leg right. and movements and stuff like that. There's things that you can do. But what happens is, and I know this happened for me. I felt like I was sleeping fine, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a, it wasn't affecting me, right? It was affecting others within a quarter mile of, of me yeah. and sleeping. 
Yeah, and look, I I don't know that I, you have to venture to a, a sleep apnea mask if you're just snoring and you don't have the apnea. Right, right? but you need you need to know at right. some point, right? Right, right. How indecisive they are. Now, this this will really, I know this is probably, uh, again, universal for so many couples. So even planning anything is uh, excruciating. Right. It can be really tough when one of you is just kind of like, hey, I've decided we're going to Vegas. That's where our holiday is going to be. Uh-huh. And the other one hums and haws and never quite sure. And that that can really drive you crazy. Let's just make a decision. Yeah. Budgeting can be an interesting thing along right. those lines as well, right? If you don't. If you don't mesh well when it comes to that, right? right it's one thing you could you could really drive you nuts about a, a partner is if you you know if someone is more hesitant or or you know holds on to money more and others yep. a little more free spending, free wheeling. Like I, I think it you know sometimes people work out well together if one is willing to uh, be the decision maker and the other one is willing to let go of the reins. Like you know we we need another car and so we're going to buy some kind of used vehicle again. And uh, I've had suggestions said to me about this is a good car and here's a good car and this is why they're good and you should and so i'd go to maria and i'd say well i was told you know by our mechanic or whoever that this is good and here's why and she'd go i don't really like that so i can either go well we're gonna get it because the guy said it's a good vehicle right but what i do is i just go i don't care (laughs) then then you deal because then my hands are clean of it right you deal with the auto dealership or the 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 relative it's it's a relative of maria's anyhow so right so you call your cousin you figure it out you tell him what you want and I'll just wait for the day we have to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> See what Cousin Vinny comes up with. That's right. Here's here's <laughs> our budget. Stay within it. Yeah. Uh, somebody else says uh, they're a bad kisser, that their husband or wife is a bad kisser. Oh, okay. This woman complained the, so much about it, she was hoping her husband would get better at it, but it's been years, so she just gave up. How do you get better at it? I mean, she'd have to give suggestions, I guess. Yeah, not so much tongue. <laughs> not, not so much saliva. Slow down, Gene Simmons. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good morning kiss, not a porn. Yeah. Or is she telling me, hey, go out and try with other people. Yeah. Learn a few things. Yeah, practice on the mirror. Yeah, I mean, like, and again, how hard is kissing? Either you know, less pucker. Don't don't be so aggressive with right. the kiss. Yeah, shave before we kiss. Right. <laughs> That's kind of thing. Or maybe he's watching a little too much of uh, kissing online. Maybe, <laughs> and uh, and she's not into that sort of thing. Perhaps uh, kissing is fun. I'm a big fan of it, though. Oh, are you? You like the kissing? I'm like never, the leading never. into things. Sure, it's a good start. It's a good warm up. Uh, they can't take criticism. Uh, but you can't tell them that because it'll feel like they're being criticized. Right, of course. So you got to be very delicate in the things you say. Pick your words. Uh, and they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they hate about their significant others? They're dumb. That one came from Maria. <laughs> one woman said her husband's a really sweet guy and she loves him, but he can't have an intelligent conversation. Oh. Yeah, that probably came from Maria. Wow. Oh. So we've all, there's all this one. It's funny that there are things that we can't stand or that drive us crazy, irk us about our significant other. But many of those things were the things we found cute and appealing True. when we were first trying to get busy. But you ever notice, too, you'll, you'll meet, like, another couple and you'll find something annoying with one of them. And oh, you think, yeah. how the hell do they live with that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would hate yeah. that. I have known, uh, Marie and I have had that conversation. <laughs> what did he ever see in her? What did, what did she see in him? Oh, yeah. well, they're a good-looking couple, but boy, they got some things <laughs> I couldn't put up with. 
Kanye is, uh, she's just being aggressive uh, with anybody that says anything to him or tries to approach him. A photographer outside of a LAX tried to take a photo of him and talk to him, and uh, Kanye had had enough of that. So he took a swipe at the photographer, smacking the camera out of his hand, it looks like. Now, listen, I, I think as much as that's you know inappropriate, um, it's not like this guy was just holding on to a camera and standing across the street. Like the the world we live in now, especially the the celebrity world, mm. where you've got you know the, the TMZs and the Inquirers and the, these types that literally follow them constantly mm. and just ask questions. That's been ongoing for a very. And it's long been ongoing time. for for quite some time now. And every now and then you see like the reaction to it. You'll see a video of of you know whether it's Kanye or even like Justin Bieber will just be like, "Hey, dude, we're just trying to shop. Like mm. you know, I let you take a picture." Yeah, I answered your question. Why are you still following me? Well, but you know what's interesting about that? Because I've heard other celebrities say this, because the question has been asked of some who are big stars but never get hassled. Right. And they say, because I just lead my life and I don't tell everybody about it. Yeah. And a lot of these, your, your, your Biebers and your Kanye's and your Kim Kardashian's, they let the media know where they're going to be and when. They play it, and, and they play it for certain reasons, right? right. Like, right. it, you know... And, and and here's the thing: if you play it, all, you can't shut it off. That's right. right. Um, you know, you, if you say, "Well, we're going to be at Nobu this weekend," mm-hmm. um, you know, having lunch. So if you want to, you know, take shots of us there, you can. Yeah. Well, then when you say that, you know, and then they show up at your house the next day, uh, you know, whether or not that's cool or you don't want them at your house, mm-hmm. you know, the problem is when you're when you're in the spotlight like Kanye is right now, they're following him. Constantly, yeah, no, for sure, um, and and yeah, it, it you know, look back to Alec Baldwin, right? When yeah. he kind of snapped on the, well, he snapped a few times on different photographers, yeah. but after that whole shooting incident on the set, you know, he finally stopped and just said, "Listen, you got to stop following me. I'll mm-hmm. answer all of your questions now, but after I do, please mm-hmm. just let me go home." Kanye uh, also taking shots at Pete Davidson. He said Pete shouldn't be around his kids because of a joke he told a few years ago about a baby asking for sex. And he said he's worried Pete will get Kim hooked on drugs. Trevor Noah found himself in Kanye's crosshairs after he offered a pretty balanced and thoughtful take on the whole situation. Kanye basically uh, called him a racist slur, and he got banned from Instagram for that. If you haven't seen it, you can find it online. It's uh, it's pretty good. Trevor shares some uh, some of his personal life and his concern that this is going to uh, unfold in a, a dangerous and horrible way, that yeah. it's just going in the wrong direction. I think he basically summed it up to being the, the harassment of Kim Kardashian yeah. now yeah. Uh, over this, and, and that, you know, we're we're seeing uh, an ex who's got a beef, mm-hmm. uh, and he has seen that personally in the past with his own parents. His mother was shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. If you've never read his story, it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, crazy story. Speaking of uh, just horrible situations, I'm watching that uh, Evan uh, Rachel Wood documentary. Oh, okay. Uh, and the abuse uh, at the hands of Marilyn Manson. Okay. Man, it is so disturbing. It is really, it's horrible. Uh, and it's just kind of at the time now when we're, we're hearing these stories, and certainly the Me Too movement has brought to light the, the, so much of the horrible situations that women find themselves in. Um, Kanye also didn't appreciate D.L. Hughley's take on the whole thing, so he uh, uh, posted a picture of D.L. and made fun of his outfit, which is very mature. But Hughley hit back several times. Probably his best shot was, do you know how horrible you got to be to make a Kardashian date a white man? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. 
And uh, one final note, uh, Kim was on with Ellen yesterday and revealed that the so-called tattoo of Kim's name on Pete's chest is actually a branding. He took a branding iron and had it. Holy cow. Yeah. He also has a few other tattoos dedicated to Kim, including one that says, my girl is a lawyer. But he's fully in. Right. Um, Scarlett Johansson was on with um, Drew, the Drew Barrymore show, and Drew showed an awkward high school pic of Colin Yost. He also used this photo on SNL last weekend. Right. Uh, just a funny photo of him in high school with a mushroom cut, and then Drew asked uh, Scarlett if she would have dated Colin in uh, high school, and she says, no, I don't think so. First, my brother had the same haircut. Both of my brothers, I just couldn't. And then she went on to say, who decided on a cut as, st- as a, that cut as a stylish thing? Like, what hairdresser? <laughs> like, hey, I'll try this. Anyhow, they got married in 2020 and carrying on. They got a son. And somebody decided to uh, review the best toilet scenes. What are the best toilet scenes in movies? Ooh. And uh, on the list include uh, Meet the Parents. In that film, of course, Ben Stiller is asked by Robert De Niro, did you flush the toilet? Right, okay. And he flushes it. And, of course, there's a problem with the toilet and it overflows and... The septic tank uh, sinks the backyard with sewage. Right. Of course, Dumb and Dumber on the list. Man. A couple of toilet scenes in that movie could probably make it. Um, You know, first sea bass in the the gas station. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, of course. Jeff Daniels. The date. Yeah, that's right. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Who does number two work for? Yes, as Mike right. Myers is interroga- interrogating a guy in a public restroom. Yeah, that was the guy with the lucky charms. Right. Tommy Boy, Tommy versus the John. Chris Farley attempting to change his clothes in an airplane bathroom. <laughs> That's right. The classic. <laughs> Along came Paulie, kind of like Dumb and Dumber again. Ben Stiller, he's dating Jennifer Aniston. He's in her apartment and he's on the can and then realizes there's no toilet paper. He tries to improvise and it goes so, so horribly wrong. Uh-huh. And in B-Movie, which I never saw, uh, the bathroom B-Brawl, it's a man versus B and the man loses. Did you ever see that B-Movie? Uh, yeah, Seinfeld was part of it. I don't, he wrote I might have, produced it. Might have fallen asleep during that part. I think the kids watched it. Yeah. He, now um, he, Seinfeld will say that uh, that film doesn't hold up and that it's actually the B. And I guess, again, I never saw it. So I guess the B has a crush on some girl or something. And it's actually kind of creepy now. And he mm. wishes that he hadn't, uh, hadn't played it out that way. He's never been a big fan of movies and being involved anyhow. He says it just takes up way too much of his time. Who wants to sit in a trailer right. all day long waiting to shoot a five-second scene? Well, and, you know, as as you have said before, too, when it comes to Seinfeld, is acting wasn't the prowess no, no. of what he did on that show. No, he's not very good at it. I uh, just wanted to pass on our condolences. We feel just uh, horrible about what went down in Oshawa yesterday for this uh, young, very young man, 23 years old. Uh, dying, losing his life uh, in a wood chipper, basically. Uh, we don't know all the details, but to his family, we just uh, we just feel horrible about this situation. And, and my God, the people that were working with him, police were on the scene very quickly, and they were uh, dealing with his co-workers who were in absolute shock. And you can mm. only imagine. This young guy goes and maybe, you know, one of his first jobs out of school. And you see these uh, wood chippers all over town, especially this time of year. They're taken down. They're usually hired by the city and they're taking down dead trees. And, um, you know, it's a dangerous job to begin with. But uh, I don't we don't know, again, how it all played out. But just uh, our, our thoughts are uh, uh, with that family today. It's just a, a terrible situation. Yeah. It's one of those things where as soon as you read it, you went, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Well, at first, they, you know, there was talk of, like, did somebody push him in? Was this, you know, payback for something? But it seems to be it was all just an accident, and he must have got caught maybe on a limb. And it's just brutal. I can't imagine uh, the scene and what the people around him saw and the therapy they're going to need to get yeah. over that. So, yeah. Brutal. It is your pallies, uh, Craig and Lucky. Welcome to Rock Mornings. The uh, two-year mark for uh, COVID just passed recently, mm-hmm. and and over the last two weeks, in the last you know two years ago, uh, the one thing we were googling was about the pandemic. Uh, the biggest thing we were googling was what is a pandemic, right? And then okay. when was the last pandemic, and how long does COVID nineteen last? <laughs> I guess two years ago we thought, well, if we can get through this by Easter, right? Yeah. You know, if what if well first of all if I can find some toilet paper yeah that'd be good and then two you know how long is this going to affect me why is coronavirus such a big deal was uh, something we were googling how did COVID nineteen virus start other questions include how do you make your own hand sanitizer because of course we had all yeah, run out of that that's right yeah I was thinking back do you remember um, we were talking the other day about the anniversary of it around the uh, the eleventh or whenever it was and. Uh, I had forgotten about that thing I had read, and I remember doing it like a lot early on where they said if you held your breath for 30 seconds and you didn't have to, you know, you didn't cough or choke, oh, that you didn't have COVID, right. this is supposedly a test. Before they had actual tests. I was actually walking around going, <laughs> holding my breath, looking like, a, like I'm looking like a balloon. Well, that's it, right? We, 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 heard, we knew it was a respiratory thing. Yeah. That you'd be struggling to breathe. Uh, and And it's amazing how two years later... You know, we probably haven't answered many of those questions to ourselves. No. Yet, you know, so many around us are experts on the topic. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we're, well, it's what's funny online, as you see, is that so many people became uh, medical experts. Right. Now they've all moved to world issue experts. Yes, yes. Yeah. International diplomacy. Yeah. Now they're all experts on all of that because they've done their research. Uh, and can I still touch my face and avoid the coronavirus was mm-hmm. a question that we were asking uh, way back when. Two years ago, and as much as all the uh, the signs are up that we're uh, we're dropping all the mandates, the airport rate you can come and go now. Uh, April first, April first, without doing a test. We'll see how this all plays out. We cross our fingers that we continue to see numbers drop, and we just continue to move forward. There is a real risk here, though, that it's going to be you know two steps forward and three steps back. But well, yeah, we will see. There's, we will a, see. there's a real risk with with what's going on in in some. Of Europe and Asian countries with a, that new variant that's making its way through. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just time will tell. We could be right back to uh, stage one again, or hopefully not. Hopefully not. Maybe we all get to just put this behind us. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.